First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoitka, and welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast, Pod of the Everyman. We're just sitting here, giving you the real. We're one of you. You're one of us. What a week we have here today, Drew. And uh, also for... Lose control, and I think I like it. I like it. Uh, 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 just can't hide it. I know. Hello. You didn't let me do my British accent to say, Hello, mate. Anthony Joshua is going to be fighting in Liverpool. Where Jordan, I'm coming for you, Jordan. <laughs> yes. Where are they fighting? Totten, Totten, Totten something. Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah. Tottenham. 65,000. Oh, fight, week. Oh, fight week! Fight week! Fight week! We are back! We are back! I'll tell you, man. Our favorite divisions are these lighter weights, but goddamn heavyweight boxing still rules the roost. Yes. I am pumped. I am pumped. All right, we got we got a lot to get to here. So, um, totally <sighs> packed show. So let's let's do the pleasantries. Let's assume positions. Welcome aboard if you're new here. This is this is one of our traditions, but assume positions for the two Bruce salute. Three, two, one. Uh yeah. Um I have a certified by brew gentleman here in Pittsburgh. Five point eight percent. It's an American IPA made with citra hops. Yummy yummy in my tummy. What you got, Drew? You already know. Why do you ask questions you already know the answers to? Pumpkin? Southern tier. We're keeping it going. It ain't stopping until Loma's got the belts. That's why I'm going to stop drinking these pumpkins. I thought you were going to say until after October. but (laughs) (laughs) Sure, until Loma wins all the belts. Why not? Oh, my God. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I could drink this shit all year round. Maybe I should just buy, like... Maybe I should just buy like 300 a year of supply. Yeah, right? Just drink one a day. I, I still think it's a myth that beer goes bad if you keep it properly. <laughs> if you keep it at the proper temperature, I, I think you're fine. I think that's horseshit. Um, See, so well, if, you, if, you the- if you keep it at the right temperature, then the Heiserversen uh, doesn't doesn't get off and unbalanced. <laughs> the Humaglebens? Yeah, those things. Oh, yeah. All right. So, on that note, uh, let's let's we have a couple boxing news and notes here before we get into the the big preview of the big fight this weekend so um why don't you kick us off on the news and notes of the week well the press conference of all press conferences canelo alvarez caleb plant undisputed title fight coming up at 168 here uh in a couple couple months they had the they had the initial interview the promo video shoots yesterday yesterday Two days ago, right? No, yesterday. Uh, and yeah, so there was uh, there were some exchanges. There were some words said between these two guys. Uh, it's very clear that Caleb Plant does not like Canelo. I, I think Canelo is just very dismissive of him. Uh, 
he had some great guy. There were so many good lines. We'll touch in a second. And it ends up with uh, a face off where can after after yelling at each other, nobody seemed to think they needed to get in between these two guys. And Canelo shoved Plant. Plant uh, smacked Canelo, and then Canelo came back with a counter counter left that uh, cut Caleb Plant's uh, right under his eye because he was wearing a pair of glasses that the glasses cut underneath, which uh, was really the talk of yesterday in Twitterville. Between uh, just the exchanges, uh, Alvarez just looking at him and just telling him, you're not in my league, which was just the ultimate just like boss move. No, you're not on my move. level. Yeah, you're not on my level. It was so good. As much as we're very anti-team Reynoso, Reynoso and, and Canelo right now with the drug, with the uh, the, pot, the test pops, uh, that what a line that was. Just looking straight at him and saying, you're not on my level. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And then Plant just basically calling him and <laughs> – Calls him every day so a bunch of bitches. It's like the only difference is you're a fat one and you're not. You're a fat bitch and you're just a regular. Bitch. And then, uh, <laughs> and, and then, and then he goes, and then he goes for good measure. He's like, and you're a drug cheat. Yep. So that pretty. Was <laughs> it was it was so much fun. Like I I was so hyped. Yeah, and this was all before, like all before the face off. So like even more reason why you I would thought think, that was after the face. No, this all happened. This all happened before it, which is why it's crazy that they didn't think they needed to put somebody like between these guys or do something. It was it was pretty wild. Uh, I'm excited. I think we're I think we're right now leaning to root for Caleb Plant. Uh, just because of our anti- I, I am yeah, yeah our anti Renesa Re- team Re- Re- Renesa like, look whatever. we loved him like all year and then like all this cheating stuff happened again <clears> and it's like son of a bitch come on man and like they got away with it like that's the part that's annoying yeah and he just his camp is filled with two guys right now that we're very down on between uh, Valdez and uh, little queen Ryan Garcia uh, I that loser so. It's going to be fun. Again, it didn't seem like this was an act to sell tickets. It generally seemed like these guys just don't like each other. Uh, my favorite I, part about it was Canelo was like, he, he said something about my mother. He called me a motherfucker. And I'm yeah. like, that's not what a yeah. motherfucker means, man. Well, well Canelo, and that's that's all. That's just lame. Because Canelo was yelling that at, uh, what's his name? Andrade. Or uh, Andrade. How, yeah, Andrade after the fight. That's, that's whatever, dude. Uh, it is what it is. Uh yeah, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's all in good fun. I I can't wait for it. Again, I I think November six. So that's that we're looking like yeah. six six seven weeks in out. Vegas. Showtime pay per view. Yeah, and I, I think I think Canel, I think we both think Canelo will probably win that fight, regardless of who we're rooting for. I I like the way I like Plant's style. He's kind of fun to watch, but I I think he's just a disaster or some of the stuff he does for what Canelo is just so perfect at. But we'll talk more about that when we get there. Uh, that's the biggest boxing news. But let's we're gonna just, we just want to run through the boxing schedule. Uh, I didn't I knew we were stacked, but dude, this is this is stacked. I, that's why I asked you to put this together because Joshua Usyk, heavyweight, heavyweight, awesome. You all right over there? Yeah. Heavyweight awesomeness coming up this weekend, and 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 from here, it's just gonna be one after another. So we got Joshua Usyk, heavyweight. Three heavyweight titles are on the line this Saturday, September twenty fifth, uh, October fourth. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Tiafimo Lopez is fighting uh, George <laughs> Cambosis Jr. Uh, that's more that we weren't going to really talk about that in the news. Triller now wants to move it to the 18th at Barclays because they don't want to compete with Monday Night Football. What a disaster this has been! It's a shame because Lopez should have been on his way to 
really, really having a hot run here. And, you know, they, they got a little little green between the eyes. We just wanted a big payday for this mandatory fight, and it's it's been a disaster. Uh, then we go right at October 9th, Fury Wilder 3. I can't wait till we – I'm not as excited about talking about that fight as I am this fight, but I'm excited for that. I, I think Agreed. we're going to be all over the place. October 15th, Navarrete defends his 126 title against Gonzalez. October 23rd, a, a really big one for us, Herring Stevenson for the 130 title. Uh, that's going to be awesome in Atlanta. In Atlanta November, yep. November 6th, undisputed title fight, Canelo, Caleb Plant. November 20th, Bud Crawford takes on yes. Sean Porter. Two of our top five favorite guys. I don't even know who we're going to be rooting for there. Uh it's going to be awesome. That's for one of the 147 belts. Potentially, potentially uh, December 11th. 11th, yeah. Not confirmed, but it's been heavily talked about. Uh, Lomachenko, uh, Richard Comey might be our first live and in color uh, two brew, two beers podcast in the garden, uh, the Mecca uh, we have, and then we have Josh Taylor taking on Jack uh, Catterall, December eighteenth in oh, uh, forgot about that. in London. Yeah, I mean Catterall, he was he was he was next in line for the belts. Um, I can't remember if it was Taylor's or if it was Ramirez's, but he 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 stepped aside to let them fight for undisputed uh, with the agreement that he'd be next in line. So Taylor's honoring that, and they're gonna fight. And then uh, another smaller fight that we didn't talk about before uh, that got delayed because of COVID. Uh, Brandon Figueroa versus Stephen Fulton, November twenty seventh. That's on Showtime. That's for one twenty two, I believe. Uh, and Fulton, I think Fulton's a Philly guy, so I'm, I'm, uh, I like him. So it's gonna be fun, man. Got yeah, a lot there, of there's stuff other going sprinklings on. in there as well, and we'll we'll talk about them when they come. Um, yeah, dude, the, the 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 entire card on Fury Wilder three. Oh, I had that written electric. down. All heavyweights: Berlanga, Ajefe, Big Baby Anderson. Uh, it's going to be nuts. Yeah, it, it's going to be electric. Um, but getting into the nitty-gritty for this weekend, um, <sighs> right. I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And just to set the stage for everyone, Anthony Joshua, as Drew said, three belts at heavyweight. He is one of the top three ranked heavyweights, if not top one or two heavyweights, versus – he's British – and this is going to be in in England, so home crowd. Uh, and then it's he's fighting Usyk. Usyk was undisputed at cruiserweight, and he's he came up one weight class to heavyweight, and he has a couple fights at heavyweight, and he's done well so far. His power has not translated, but he's a very light on his feet, agile, quick boxer, um, and he is friends with Lomachenko. He's from Ukraine. Um, and he he's 18 and 0. He's just he's one of those Ukrainian had a lot of um, amateur uh, am, amateur background and then come up just like Loma and they just want to take all the best fights they can. Yeah. So here we are within his first 20 fights. He's fighting Anthony Joshua heavyweight above his natural weight because that's what these guys want. Yeah. So couple couple fun things here. Um, do you know who Usyk? I don't. I don't. I don't know his exact amateur record, but do you know who one of his losses was to in the amateurs? Um, no. Sean Porter. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what class I, did they fight? 
Uh, well, Porter, I think, used to fight in the 160s, like the high 160s, until really? he dropped. Yeah, I think that's where he started. Uh, so they fought they fought around that weight in amateurs, uh, oh, wow. and, and Porter beat Usyk. Uh, but yeah, so you, you made a great point there. Alexander Usyk, uh, he was the undisputed cruiserweight champion, ran through that division, uh, then had one big pay, pay one, big, one big money fight with Tony Bellew. Uh, I don't know if you went back and watched that. If you didn't, then... You're you're missing out. It was a great fight, uh, and then he decided to come up to heavyweight. You know, he's he he did what he wanted to do there, and he was like, all right, well now it's time for the next challenge. And so a lot of people, you know, he's moving up. He's not a natural heavyweight, so you know he's small. Uh, the other, you know, who the last quote unquote undisputed cruiserweight was to come up to the heavyweight uh, ranks to win a heavyweight title? Uh, Holyfield. Vander Holyfield. So. These guys, uh, he was eighteen and zero when he made when he made the jump. Usyk sixteen and zero. Holyfield was twenty five. Usyk's thirty two. And the the biggest difference, uh, it, it would took him his seventh fight. So he had he had six fights under his belt at heavyweight before he challenged for a world title. And Usyk, and that was against Buster Douglas. And then uh, and then Usyk is doing this in his third fight. So little couple little little gems there. Um, Tell the tape while we're looking into that. These guys, Usyk's 34, Anthony Joshua's 21. Usyk is a southpaw. Joshua's, Joshua's only 21. I'm oh, sorry, 31. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, I was like, wow. <laughs> no, no, got 30, <laughs> got 31. My bad. Uh, uh, Joshua's orthodox, so that's that's going to be different for Joshua. He hasn't fought many southpaws. Uh, Joshua's 6'6, Usyk's 6'3, 82-inch reach for Joshua, 78-inch reach for Usyk. 24 and 1 Joshua 18 and 0 uh 22 knockouts for Joshua and 13 knockouts for Alexander Usyk and both guys gold medaled in the 2012 games in London Usyk at heavyweight and Joshua at super heavyweight so these guys have, have accomplished a lot in a short amount of time you know they both haven't had a ton of professional fights uh I I'm so intrigued by what's going to happen on Saturday you know I think I, th- I think Joshua is the prohibitive favorite here. Um, it's not a, it's not a crazy you know plus two thousand or you know plus two thousand underdog situation, but I think most people feel like Joshua should handle him because he's the bigger guy. What what makes Usyk so dangerous besides the fact that I, he's just scary looking and like you never know what this guy's thinking because he just has this like maniacal smile on his face at all times. Um, he's just so good. At laying traps, using his feet, and just doesn't he doesn't show anything. Like he uses the first couple around very very similar to, to Lomachenko. Those guys train together. Papachenko uh, has been in his corner for his biggest fights. You know he uses the first couple fight the first few rounds to download information, and he he just doesn't budge. He he throws little little fake or little fake feints at you just trying to get reactions he's just reading to see like what are you doing when he tries to throw something like where are you putting your hands up like how are you leaving yourself exposed and he you know he could take a shot but he's like he he holds on to it because he wants to he's just downloading like what shots he can get at what point in the fight with what he does uh and even in a lot of guys you know that he's fought to date you know he's obviously been he's been better he's been the better fighter for the most part you know it's even though they know that's what he's doing like 
it's hard not to bite and show him because you want to try to steal those rounds that he's quote unquote giving away, you know, giving away. You hear that all the time. You know, some of these guys just give away the early rounds because they know they're going to, they're going to finish you later in the fight. Uh, he's great with that left hand. Again, the power has not translated to heavyweight yet. He hasn't fought since last October. So it's a, almost a year now when he, he fought Chisora on Halloween. Yep. He's really put a lot of effort into his body. I mean, he he just looks physically bigger now. You know, whether or not that translates into having some pop, you know, we we will see. Um, you know, people were people are down on him because of the Chisora fight. But listen, like Chisora is not like he just kept lunging at him. Like he yeah. was like he knew he was outclassed. He knew he wasn't going to win a boxing match. He was like, I got to make this dirty. I, he was just trying to throw haymakers. Yeah. He got away with a lot. Of, I, I rewatched that fight the other night. He just he threw a ton of low blows and got away with it. He was, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot at, about dude, that. Dude, at one point, at one point, he was holding Usyk down with his left hand and throwing punches with his right. He didn't even. He really didn't even get a warning for the ref. It was pretty absurd. Yeah, um, yeah, it was absurd. So you know that that takes a little bit away. So where people are like, you know, ah, you know, he hasn't looked as quick. Like a lot of things that he did at cruiserweight, you can't see. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Witherspoon, who he fought in his first fight, basically quit on the stool. And, uh, and again, he, he beat Chisora. I think the scorecards were closer because this, this thing, this wave that's taking over boxing, that's like, oh, if, if you're the aggressor and you're coming forward, you, you're getting points, even if you get outlanded and outmatched. That's like, that's all they kept saying during the, uh, the, the replay of the Usyk fight. I'm like, you know, I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, just because you're, so basically, like, you should just keep, you should just come forward and get your brains beat in and you should win the fight. It makes no sense. Um, but, like, Usyk, what he does is, it, like, everything he does, it just mentally exhausts you because you have to, you have to stay patient you have to try to fight not to show him, like, to not, just not fall into his traps. And Tony Bellew said that, like, you know, his his mindset was that, you know, he was going to, you know, be the aggressor, get on him, and he was going to try to stop him late. But he was so mentally tired uh, by the eighth round, just, like, trying to not fall into the traps that, that Usyk lays for you, that you just, you're just shot, and then, bam, you're out. Um yeah, so I'd say, I'd say you, you pretty much nailed exactly what you said. I mean, that's what he does. He's he's uh, just a he's just a brilliant brilliant fighter. Uh, on the other side, um, Joshua, what what I'll say about Joshua is that he kind of was known as the knockout artist uh, as he basically chopped his way through the heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, until he got stopped by Andy Ruiz. Uh, that was probably what twenty. 18 or 19 uh oof ah, whatever probably we'll call it 2019 yeah so so ruiz um you know, yeah 2019 2019 yeah what wasn't really supposed to necessarily be that great of a fight but ruiz yeah. got him with a temple shot and, and knocked yeah him he out. stepped he stepped i think he stepped in for dillian white two weeks before the fight because i think white popped oh yeah uh, good call that's right yep. so i wasn't even supposed to he wasn't even supposed to fight Yep, so Ruiz came in two weeks before the fight. Yep, shocked the world, won the heavyweight championship. Um, and then after that, Joshua turned himself basically into a jab artist. Yeah. And, and, and a lot more of a thinker in there than just a knockout artist. So he's really kind of evolved. And now that's – he's only had probably, what, two fights since yeah. Ruiz 2? Uh, one. One. Ruiz two, Ruiz two, Ruiz two, and then Pulev, and then Pulev, Pulev in December. Pulev, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, 
you know, not that he has an extensive background where he's at all these fights jabbing, but, you know, basically we, we expected to see him come out as a jabber in Ruiz 2, and then everyone kind of expected him to get back to knocking guys out after that, but he just jabbed a bunch versus Pulev as well, so... Um, yeah, and he, uh, fun from courtesy of our man uh, Dan over CompuBox, 57% of Joshua's punches are jabs, and he is... He is the most accurate uh, jab, jab or jabber, jab thrower. What do you what do you what do you think's a jab artist? Jab artist at thirty percent. Right, right. He's right there with Triple G uh, for connect rate on jabs. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, the styles in this fight are going to be a lot of the sweet science going on. Um, there's going to be a lot of Usyk dancing back and forth, changing angles, like Drew said, the feints, uh, f- the flicking jabs. And then you're going to have Joshua, who's bigger, a little bit more stoic with, with the stiff jabs. And Joshua's power is just going to be lurking the entire – the big right hand is going to be lurking the, the entire time. Um, so stylistically, it's going to be very interesting – um, there's, there's, like I said, there's, there's really going to be some good heady boxing, I think in there. Yeah. And, um, from there, let me go over the, um, the odds. And well, here, over, oh, well, sorry, go ahead. Well, before you give the, odd, well, yeah, before you give the odds and another, what I think is, is critical here for both of these guys as they get into it again, the style, the style, the style of, of Joshua's with the jabbing. And Usyk being being the southpaw and how they're going to operate. Uh, watching as many fights as I has of these guys the last you know week and a half, I'd say uh, it's going to be critical. It's it's critical critical for Joshua to protect himself after he throws that right hand, uh, where he's been susceptible in all all his fight. Like Ruiz wasn't the first fight he got he got clipped. Like uh, Klitschko. Klitschko knocked him down. Pavekin almost knocked him down, but he rocked him. And Dillian White knocked him down. So he's been knocked down um, in several of his fights, and you know he's shown he's shown the the mental toughness to get back up and win most of those. Uh, but when he when he leaves him when he misses with that right hand, he has a he's he's usually slow to react, and that's where that's where Ruiz caught him in the temple. And with Usyk being a southpaw, right? He's and he's using his left hand. He's in prime, going to be in prime spots. If Joshua misses with a right, he pulls that Lomachenko swift move to the side and just clocks him with that left hand in the temple. So I think, I think how both of those guys are able to handle that type of exchange is is going to define the fight. And also to your point where Joshua's redefined himself as a boxer, the other thing that he doesn't do, and again, it's only been two fights, um, that he he did in all of his previous fights which happened in Ruiz 1 when Ruiz got in there he 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 is a great he was a great finisher where when he hurt you he went after you and he was his it was in his mind to stop you and he was just very sloppy at a lot of times but he was just better than, than pretty much everybody he had fought at that point but that's the couple of times he's gotten clipped a lot of times it's after he knocks a guy down in the same round and he goes after them and leaves himself exposed and then gets clipped himself. So uh, he he didn't do that in Ruiz too. 
he restrained himself in the Pula fight because he, he knocked him down three times and didn't go in to kill him because, you know, he knew he knew he had him. So he's like, I, I'm, I can knock him out without going nuts. Uh, so we'll see if he's able to stay reserved and still kind of fight that patient style here with Usyk. But go ahead. Give us the odds. I just wanted to get that in there because it's, it's something I've noticed a lot with Joshua. Sure, yeah. So um, Joshua is the favorite, minus 265. Usyk, the underdog, at plus 220. So not not a wide margin, but but a, a solid margin. Um, oddly enough, the tie is plus 2,000. Just wanted to note that. I, I not, Interesting. Not, not, they're usually plus 1,800. So, uh, should, we, should we throw a 10-ski on the draw? Nah. <laughs> uh, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but it's not worth the bet. Um, so, did you take a look at these? Did you see what the over-under was in the rounds? I, I didn't. I wanted to guess. I wanted to be uh, surprised. Okay. Uh, my, okay, go ahead. I'm going to say 10 and a half. That was my guess. It's actually nine and a half. Okay. With with the favorite being the over minus one thirty nine. Okay. To go this is this is very interesting to me. To go the distance, yes, plus one fifteen. No, minus one fifty two. That kind of shocks me. Uh, like because I think this has distance written all over it. Uh maybe that's what Vegas wants you to think. And to break it down, it's um, Joshua by. Uh, KO, TKO, or DQ plus 100. Joshua by points plus 250. Usyk by stoppage plus 700. And Usyk on the points uh, plus 400. Okay. Um, there was a couple. They this is this is a big fight as we're saying. So they actually offered a couple little like side teasers. Ooh. And it was Joshua to be knocked down plus 250. Usyk to be knocked down minus one fifty nine. Mm-hmm. To be knocked down and still win, Joshua is plus five fifty. Usyk was plus seven hundred. And there was another te- little teaser. Uh, both fighters to be knocked down plus six hundred. Hmm. Um, again, I just not that we're gonna bet those, but just the fact that they're offering these like side like arcade bets like just shows kind of how big the fight is it's huge so. this is a- anybody that's not making this a big deal is crazy like this is this and it's is, on this is big... it's it's not even on uh, uh it's not even on it's it's what's it's dazzin yeah okay <laughs> yes okay. uh no but it's it's not even pay-per-view so um... uh well i mean if you don't have if you don't have it then it's paper you have to buy it on pay-per-view well, I mean, for however just, it for however it works. Wouldn't you just sign up for DAZN for like what twenty bucks? I mean, I don't think everybody does that. I would. I mean, I I would. I'm gonna say, what wouldn't you just do that though? If you, I mean, if you were smart, some people aren't smart. Okay, well, here we are. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, bro. Um. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into our predictions. You want me to go first? Or you go first. Uh, I'll go first because uh, you you've done you you were the Ron Jaworski of, of this thing, and you watched you watched forty seven thousand hours of film in preparation for this fight. What do you think I'm doing right now? Uh, jerking off. I'm watch I'm watching Joshua Ruiz too right now. As we're as we're as we're recording, they're in the, they're going into the twelfth round. Um, I have He's been so big. It. I've seen it. 
I've been saying it for a, a, a long time now. Um, I'm taking Usyk on the cards, although I must say that we've seen so many, just so much collusion on on the scorecards. And it's in Britain. I, I know, and that's what I was going to say next is. Or London. Top, Let me same thing, right? London's a city. Britain's like the old name of the yeah, country. Yeah. So like same thing. Okay. British. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 in, it's in the UK. Yeah, it's in England. So. Um, where was I? I, I, I think that, um, I, I think that just the dancing style of Usyk and his just kind of maniacal, like, way he's going to attack Joshua is going to be, just kind of overwhelm him and bewilder him. Um, and not that he's going to get discombobulated or anything. I just think that Usyk's just going to outland him and, and outbox him. Um, but with, as far as the collusion goes... I could easily see where they give it to Joshua just because there's so much money to be made between Fury and Joshua. Mm. And we don't know if Fury's going to hold up his end with Wilder. But sure Fury, won't. Fury-Joshua was the mega fight. Mm-hmm. And they were they were going to put it anywhere, move the ends of the earth through the pandemic to have this fight. And then when Wilder enacted his rematch clause... Uh, the 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 mega fight fell apart. So, I think that the dollar signs actually will kind of lean towards collusion. But I think Usyk's going to win the fight. So I guess what I'm saying is, I'm going to go with Usyk on the cards plus four hundred. Uh, uh, but my that's that's what my gut says. But my my brain says that they are going to do everything they can to keep that mega fight alive for dollars dollars and cents and, mm. and give, give the decision i don't know he usually does but plus it's in his backyard so the judges will be influenced yeah he usually has a rematch clause in his contract so i'd be shocked if if Usyk were to win that there wouldn't be a rematch because joshua was oh that's because that's something aram always jokes about with uh with hearn that uh oh uh, you know eddie eddie and his rematch clauses um yeah, man, I it's funny because you were you weren't even that big on on Usyk for a while there, so it's, I'm glad I'm glad to hear you pick him because I I, I love I love Usyk. Uh, I got to go with Joshua. Um, I think I just think that I think that if I think if Usyk were to have fought him pre Ruiz, I think Usyk would beat him. I just think he's. I think that Joshua just just listening to some of his interviews and these like eight thousand documentaries I've watched over the last week, he just sounds so much more intelligent and just like so much more student of boxing. Where even where he's saying he's like, yeah, he's like, listen, I'm the I'm the bigger fighter, I'm the stronger fighter, but if I'm going in there thinking that's what's going to win this, like you know, I'm 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 putting myself at a disadvantage. He's like, this guy's an Olympic gold, an Olympic champion, this that. Yeah, like he's. He's a skilled guy. Like I, I know, I know, I need to be in for for a war, and like I think, like the old Joshua would have just been like, you know, making sure that his pecs and biceps look good for the uh, for the magazine cover, and he would just go in there and swing wildly and try to knock him out. Where I think he's gonna box here. Um, I think the difference in the fight is going to be his uppercut. I think that on one of those exchanges where those two have, I just think Joshua's gonna land it, and I think. 
I think outs next outside of Wilder's right hand, I think Joshua's uppercut is the most dangerous punch in boxing right now. So I think he's gonna catch him and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be late. Uh I think I think he's gonna win I'm gonna say the tenth round, because I'm always saying ninth, so I'm gonna say ten. Tenth round KO. I just think he catches him. And the one the one the other advantage that Usyk usually has over a lot of his guys is he's got the legs which give him the endurance to do all these things. And Joshua's just always in great shape. He lo- he looks like he's in great shape. Like he doesn't look bulky. Like he looks like he really slimmed down uh to prepare himself for the endurance of this fight. So I just I, yeah, I I think Joshua's going to going to get the knockout here. Um it's a shame because I I tweeted about this the other day and somebody liked it, but all you're going to hear after the fight is whoever loses this thing, how overrated they are, which which is just crazy and why people suck and why like athletes do what they do a lot of the times. Like if Usyk loses this fight, how can you sit there and say he's overrated? Like Anthony Joshua, if he wins this fight and beats Usyk and ends up becoming undisputed and fighting Tyson Fury and beating him at some point, I think Joshua goes down as a top 5 heavyweight of all time. If you look at hit the people he's fought and beaten, it, I, you're not a lot of heavyweights aren't going to be able to have the resume Anthony Joshua has. So like for people to be like, oh Usyk, you know we we told you he was overrated. It's like you're just an idiot if you think that. And if Joshua loses, like it does, he's not overrated. He's you know he's going in there against a world class boxer. Like yeah, these are Olympic gold medals. Yeah, these guys are the best. Yeah, these guys are the best the best fighters in the world. Like somebody has to lose. So like. You know, like, it doesn't mean you're overrated, like, every time somebody fights. And, again, that's why, like, oh, we want the best to fight the best. But then when they do that and they lose, it's like, oh, this guy was overrated. So it's just, again, it's just going to be stupid. Like, I think I think a lot of these guys are, are pretty good at, you know, getting that noise out of there. Out of there. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for a good fight. I'm pissed my, my fight night poster sweatshirt's not going to come till next week that I ordered from, from London. But what are you going to do? Uh, I promise Shelby. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so I'm, pumped. I'm hoping for a war. I'm scared for a dud, <laughs> like where they just like kind of stare at each other. I but, I I I wouldn't be surprised. I, but see, I, I'm going to find that fascinating because I want to see who cracks first. Someone's got to crack first. So either Joshua is going to you know going to press and be like, you know, I'm at home. I got these sixty thousand fans that want to want to see me like put on a good show. You know, or if it's Usyk who's like, "All right, like he's not gonna budge. I gotta, I you know, I'm the underdog here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get some rounds." I I think the chess match between these two guys is just gonna be bro. It's gonna be brilliant. It's gonna be what brilliant. Was, what was the name of Alfie Solomon's uh, fighter? Oh, I don't even know. Was it the giant? Or what he was... he was a welterweight. I don't. That I don't know. thing over there is its own species. <laughs> uh ah, uh, dude. Uh, so Goliath good. was that it? Goliath? I don't know. I, don't I can't. Oh no, I can't watch. I can't wait to watch the uh, the the episode two of the uh, Eastern European fighters just dropped. So I might stay up super late and watch that tonight. Okay. Um, all right. On that note, does that do us for boxing this week? Oh, uh, side note: Callum Smith fights on this card. So he's he's like super tall, right? Like six 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 seven. Uh, he's like six three. Oh, okay. He he yeah. I, he was so much taller than Canelo. Yeah, can I say Canelo's just five nine, so he looks even yeah, taller. Yeah, he's the. Uh, it's his first fight back since Canelo busted his left bicep. So, um, which was he on PEDs when he did that? Mm. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, no. So I'm interested to see Callum Smith get back in the ring and see how he looks. But um, that, that, I think that was all the notes on boxing. And he's moving up. He's moved up to 175. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So it's first 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 fight at a light heavyweight. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, moving on. Um, I don't. I, I'm honestly going to save MLB talk more for next week. Um, you know, the race continues to go. The Yankees. Uh, apparently, if you ask all of our Yankees friends, the bed has been shat. Um, you know, they're just not going to make it. You're depressed over the Phillies. Uh, all I got to say is my Pirates bed is looking better by the day on the over. Well, especially because they're going to take three out of four from the Phillies in a couple of days. So <laughs> that's happening. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, that uh, that's all I'm going to say for now. We'll, we, we can get more in depth next week. Uh, anything else you wanted to touch on with that? Bryce Harper's that guy. That's it. That's all I got to say. Sweet, sweet. Okay. Um, next order of business is the NFL guillotine. Guillotine? Guillotine? You always say guillotine, so I just wanted to jab you. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay, Anthony. I'm coming for you, Drew. I'm, I'm coming for you. I can't wait till I buy us both those shirts. Any hoodles? <laughs> uh, we survived another. Not only did we survive another week, but we. Uh, I we think we thrived. were second. We yeah, ass. we were. We were. I think second place in points last week. Uh, had some a lot of games, which you know, all you gamblers out there know. It all comes down to the end. You never know with garbage time and just you know fluke plays. Uh, but we were. We were looking. A lot. A lot of games were in flux at the at the one o'clock hour. Uh, in the fourth quarter, and all of our all of our uh, horses came through for us. So, pretty awesome stuff. Uh, so we lived to fight another day. This week's crazy. There's some big spreads, big big spreads. Yeah, we have yeah, we, we get the we get the spreads on Monday. So like whatever spreads you see by game time, like we have the Monday spread. So seven seven spreads of a touchdown or more. Yeah, which is just wild. So. We're going to get into it. So with our 16th, 16th pick here, uh, we're rocking Buffalo over Washington. Uh, we're, we're in Buffalo, eight and a half point spread. Bills looked like they had a little bit more of their old swagger back uh, last week. The skins looked okay at home against the Giants. They they got lucky on just some bonehead penalties to steal that win. Yeah. Uh, you said it best. If the Bills, if the Bills can't win by a touch more than by more than a touchdown at home versus a backup quarterback, then they're not that special. So, so we're riding we're riding with the Bills mafia on that one. Hey, can I cut you off for a second? Always, just what you do best. Just in case anybody doesn't realize what this is, so we're me and Drew are in this season-long uh, battle where we need to survive every. We just have to not come in last, and we pick every game against the spread, and so we're giving our picks live here on the podcast at, for the week. And so so far we've survived. That's all. Sorry. Go ahead. All right, man. It's okay. Anytime you want to cut me off, like you oh, usually and so do, we just we, do ha- it. we have to rank the uh, we have to rank the games with our confidence so when drew says our 16th game that's our most points number yes. 16 yes so correct okay go ahead correct Sorry. ski uh no, dude you're it's your car man i'm just driving in it um 15 we're gonna take the panthers man they're coming out of the gate hot 
Sammy or or uh, Sammy Hollywood Darnold looking pretty good in uh, in uh, I was gonna say Toronto because they have the same colors in the Carolina in the Carolina blue. Uh, they're on the road at Houston. They're giving up seven and a half. Uh, both Tyrod and Tayrod Taylor are going to be out of this game. They're going to be out for a month uh, from an injury last week. So uh, Carolina should win. Uh, I mean, Taylor was playing really well, keeping Houston in in these last – well, they won week one, but keeping them in last week till they went down. So I just think Carolina is going to control the ball, and they're going to win that by more than a touchdown. Yep. Uh, Fourteen ski. We're taking the Seattle Seahawks. They are on the road against the Vikings. Minnesota's 0-2. They've choked two games away now. Uh, it's only a point and a half. Uh, you're high on Seattle this year. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the, what do you call it? I'm, t- I'm riding your, your confidence in Russell on this one and my lack of confidence in, in Kirk Cousins at this point. So I you know, feel pretty confident that Seattle is going to cover that. Yeah, that's a little bit high for this game. But, we again, with – we just wanted to pick something that was not a friggin' touchdown to be covered. Yeah. So that's how it got bumped up a couple points for us. Yeah. Uh, 13. We're taking the MVP and the third best tight end or top three tight end in football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting a point and a half on the road against the Rams. The Matthew Stafford Rams. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? This is probably going to be the game of the week. Yeah, so I I just I think that Tampa Bay could easily just flat out win, so I'm gonna take the points. Um and um I again just wanted to take something that wasn't a friggin' touchdown to be covered, so Yeah, for me, uh you know the way you beat Tom Brady is, you know, to just crush him with the pass rush. Uh, Aaron Donald, uh, you know, my man crush is well documented on this podcast for him. That gives me a little concern that they're going to, they're going to throw Brady off this game. But on the flip side, uh, Tampa Bay's defense is really good. Uh, They're going to lay traps for, for Maddie Stafford Uh, expect, expect some turnovers on his end. And I, I just think Tampa Bay is going to win the game. And uh, Brady's Brady's just going to keep rolling. So uh, number 12, we got Tennessee. This 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 one's divisional game. Uh, they're given five and a half to the Colts. It's in Tennessee. I don't know if what the word on Wentz is, but he hurt both ankles last week. Yeah. Uh, we, we we you know on the go for two NFL special. Uh, you know us and, and Teddy, uh, our guest host on that show. We all kind of thought Indy was going to come out of the gate slow, and it was going to take them like till week six or seven to kind of piece it together and start going on a run, uh, especially with Wentz missing so much of camp with the injuries. So just feel like Tennessee, Tennessee's going to have the edge here, building off of last week's win. Yeah, big big comeback last week. And a- as I've said before, I don't like picking teams coming off of big comebacks. I think they tend to have letdown weeks. That being said, in this particular case, Tennessee went back to their identity, and that's Derrick Henry. And yeah. Derrick Henry had an awesome game. They're coming home for some home cooking. And I think they've read. I think they remembered, like, oh yeah, we have Derrick Henry, <laughs> and like Indy, they're just like kind of banged up. I still like their passing attack. I like Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think it's going to be close for a lot of the game, and then Tennessee at the end will cover the five and a half points. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number eleven, 
Teddy Two Gloves. We are. I can't. I can't believe three straight weeks we're we're riding at ten and over the Denver Broncos. Uh, it's pretty wild. They're giving eleven and a half to the Jets. It's in Denver. Uh, the Jets again. We talked about this. All rookies and key positions. Just a complete rebuild uh, over there in New York. I, I think Denver Denver's just gonna score a lot of points, and the Jets aren't gonna be able to put a lot of points on the board. Yeah, um, I don't know that Denver's going to score a lot of points, but I don't think the Jets are going to score a lot either. And I think for a lot of people, they're probably like, why don't you have this game higher? Like, uh, And again, I think it's just the amount of points. Points, yeah, it's a lot. And Chubb is injured for Denver now. So, I mean, they got some injuries too. Not that it'll necessarily matter, but like, I I think the Jets ultimately um, are not going to cover the spread because I think they have too many I think the altitude is going to get to them I think that like between their rookies and second year players who have never played at altitude before I think that's going to be a problem yeah um so we do have it for a lot of points but I think a lot of people might have this game higher um and I just I just we just hate all those points (laughs) like 11 and a half's a lot yeah it really is uh Number ten, we we kicked this up a notch after the news today that Tua is uh, going to be out with fractured ribs. We're riding the Ghosts Raiders. Real men wear black uh, in Vegas. They're giving five and a half to Miami. Uh, that should be a stone cold lock uh, with the backup quarterback there. The way the way the Raiders have come out and played. They're bound to lay a dud here and disappoint, uh, exactly, yeah. uh, and disappoint the Goaf at some point. I just, I just can't see it with a backup quarterback. I, I, I just can't. Yeah, we, we originally were debating. I was originally debating even taking Miami, but then as the injury news came out, and uh, the Ve- the Vegas Raiders should cover this. However, this kind of has like Vegas let down all over it, like because that's what the Raiders tend to do. <laughs> Uh, that being said, uh, maybe things are different this year. Maybe they go three and zero to start the year. So we'll take we'll take the five and a half cover. Love it, love it. Uh, our number nine is gonna take the Brownies, the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, giving seven and a half to the Bears. Uh, Dalton's out. Uh, Justin Fields starting quarterback this week. I think this is really just a rookie a rookie QB. Uh, going into Cleveland, who's got a pretty stout defense. They they like to run the ball with their Chubb, uh, control the clock. I just think they I me personally, I think they win this by ten. Uh you know, Fields could have some magic coming out here, you know, kinda you know, not any people not having a lot of tape on him. I just I you know, on the road, if they were home, I think I would would have said let's let's take the Bears and the points. But but going on the road here as a rookie, I, I think uh I think he's in trouble in the dog pound. Yeah, agreed. Um, I just like you said. I think Cleveland's defense is pretty good. Not 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 necessarily awesome, but um, you know between Miles Garrett and um, oh the cor- who's the cornerback Ward. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they're they're pretty sick. Um, uh, Denzel Ward, yeah, and um, I just yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for a rookie quarterback. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take Cleveland. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Number eight, we're going divisional. We're going to NFC East. Big game here. Battle yeah. of one and ones. Uh, 
Dallas stole one last week. It was a huge crock of shit. Typically, as how Dallas wins one or two games that way each year. Uh, they're at home. They're giving four and a half to the Eagles. We're taking the Cowboys. For me, I think that lose the Eagles losing Brandon Brooks and um, what's his name uh, on the defense. Oh, Jesus. I don't, I don't know. That's your guys. The strip. I'm not an Eagles fan. The, the strip sack on Brady. Uh, oh, Brandon Graham. Sorry, the Brandons. Brandon Graham. Losing those guys to injury last week is huge. Huge holes now in the defensive and offensive line. Uh, I still don't believe in Hurts. He throws a couple of splashy throws and fails to execute, you know, just easy first down plays to keep drives alive and in the, in the red zone. When, when the field's cut down so he doesn't have that, that, that valve to just run the ball, he's, he's, he's limited. So I, I think the Cowboys uh, win this one by, by, by 10, 10 points. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, number seven, seven, seven. That's a good number, seven. Taking the Chargers, our L.A. Chargers, who should have won last week. They were robbed. Some horrible officiating. Uh, They're getting seven and a half from the Chiefs. This one's tough. It's in Kansas City. The Chiefs haven't looked sharp coming out of the gate. I know a lot of people be like, ah, you know, three deep playoff runs, two to the Super Bowl. Typically, at some point, you're going to slow down. I think the Chiefs eventually are going to pull it together and just start blowing teams out. I just, I just like the Chargers and what they can do. I think they keep it within a touchdown. So, so give us, give us the points. I do think that the Chiefs will win the game. I, I, I just think we'll, we'll end up covering there. Yeah, I'm going against my, my uh, typical. I guess what I usually say is again a, a team that lost a close game. They usually bounce back, especially a good team like the Chiefs at home. But the Chargers just tend to play close games. Yeah, like they just fair. tend to do that. They tend to be not like they're kind of like too talented to be just flat out blown out. So agree for seven and a half points, we're getting the, the they could lose by a touchdown and cover. So we're that's what that's what yeah, and they played them tough last year too. Uh, the Chargers. Yeah, so that's what uh, yeah uh, number six, right? Six, yeah, six. Uh, Arizona, we're gonna take them at Jacksonville. Uh, they're given seven and a half. Uh, Kyler Murray's basically a video game right now at this point. I mean, some of the throws and plays he's he's executing are just friggin' insane, man. Uh, I just I don't think Jacksonville can keep up with them offensively. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's probably like a 35-26 type game, uh, and then you know we'll we'll cover by a point and a half. Yeah, I think I think that spread's going to be super close. Quite honestly, it kind of scares me. Yeah, it just because like. No matter who, how good Arizona is or isn't, no matter how good Jacksonville is or isn't, twice a year both of those teams just have like this random game, yeah. Where right. where like it's just like how the hell did that happen? Agreed. And now now like you throw them in the soup together, and it this game just scares the crap out of me. So that's why we have it lower than than what you would normally expect, like a really yeah. good team versus a crappy team. Yeah. Uh, number five, we're going with Billy Billy B. Uh, in New England, Patriots are giving three and a half to J.O.'s favorite player, uh, Jameis Crableggs Winston. Uh, second week in a row, J.O., you're picking against your boy. What's what's yeah. your thought process on this one? Uh, honestly, I still think New Orleans is going to be fine long term. I think Jameis will still be okay. I think it's just circumstances. I think Bill Belichick really has that defense cooking. 
Um, they're, I, I think cooked they him gained, with gas. I think they got a lot of confidence uh, from Zach Wilson last week. So they're at home. I think I think Bill Belichick's going to come up with a game game plan specific to Jameis, and uh, I think they just I think I don't I think people were like oh there's no way they should cover that against a good New Orleans team, and I think that Belichick defensively finds a way. Like oh, they just they just kept kicking field goals last week and they won by like twenty something, and I think that it's something similar to that. Like okay. like that they they could probably win by like nine and like cover the cover the three. Niner, Niner. Speaking of nines, number four, we're taking the Packers on the road. Four, they're getting four and a half against San Fran. Uh, I, the Niners have won two games. Uh, we pick they, against them to cover every week. <laughs> yeah, they've they've str- <laughs> yeah they've struggled uh, to hold leads. And they just they just looked bad last week. Like I know people be like, oh, the defense, the defense. Like the Eagles just choked. Like they choked away a lot of big plays. And like I said, Hurts, Hurts just wasn't able. Like he just he just would look look down his first receiver and wasn't reading the field to where he had open guys for first downs to keep drives going. Uh, and Niners just pulled away late because they were able to run the football. And uh, Jimmy G had one big play to Debo, and that was pretty much it. So I, I you know. And we're we're both uh, not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fans, but I'll just get, give me him getting four and a half. I I think they they put up some points here, and I think the Niners struggle to score against them. Yeah. Um. So this line came out before the Monday night game. So th- ba- this line was based off of what Green Bay did in Week One. Yeah. So now that they came out and basically blew the doors off of their opponent um, on Monday night, they are. Um, what are you sloshing around there, bro? My beer. Oh, baby. Um, so they uh, – I, I think it's another night game, and Aaron Rodgers tends to perform in night games. And so uh, that's where – I mean, they could just easily win this game. So for plus four and a half, we'll take, we'll take the Packers. We'll ride it. We'll ride it. I like it. Um, so that brings us to number three. Uh, <laughs> uh just the trash bowl between the Giants and the Falcons. It's in New York. We took Atlanta in the points. I think Atlanta can can score more consistently than than the Giants, but I don't know. That's who fine. Know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, that's why it's only three points for us. Two points. Uh, we're going to take Baltimore. Uh, they're at home. Uh, they're playing the Lions. They're given nine and a half. I, I just think Detroit just doesn't have a ton of talent. Uh, I know people are shitting on golf, even though he has the same stats as Matthew Stafford through two weeks. Uh, I just I just think they're going to be able to put a ton of pressure on that offense, and the defense isn't very good. So I think I think Lamar is going to be able to have uh, one of those big-time, like, 50-burger, like, fantasy point weeks. I think that's the tale of the tape. I worry again. This is where I go back to my what a big comeback they had. Realistically, if you watch that game, how like kind yeah of they should have lost. Yeah, they should have lost. I agree. And, and like Lamar Jackson did not look good. Like he missed so many open throws. Um, yeah, I his, totally. His picks looked bad. Um, Fumbles the ball and, still because he dives forward instead of just uh, you know sliding. And Detroit like has been hanging around in these games, and so. Uh, like Baltimore should beat them by like a million, but like at nine and a half, I'm like, 
I, I kind of like I had Detroit at first. But you you're did. Like, ah, let's go Baltimore. So that's why we have it as a two. Yeah, I just again like and I, I agree. I think all those things about Jackson are true. But similar to kind of your thing with Arizona and Jacksonville, he just puts up like a fifty burger fantasy week um, every now and again. And I just think this is I think this is the week against the Lions. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and then our number one, the most highly debated team for us during this guillotine through two weeks, your Pittsburgh Steelers, bro. What the hell? You you just you and I. Have I no confidence. You have you team. have no feel for this team against the spread. That is, I, you know, I won't say you know. All, all in all, um, they 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 come back and they beat Buffalo. They choke it up against the Raiders in a really bad way. Run some meaningless plays that almost cost them their best wide receiver at the end. They're all over the place. Uh, they're given four and a half to Cincinnati in Pittsburgh. We 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 pulled a lot of people on this one. Uh, where did, where who did we end up going with? I I still don't know. Who'd you pick? I, I I think we I think we landed on wait I think we landed on Pittsburgh Pittsburgh we yeah, were gonna I, we, I picked Cincy you picked Pittsburgh and I said I I don't let's not even trust my picks with Pittsburgh <laughs> anymore so let's just yeah, yeah we'll we're, go with we're, Pittsburgh all right I was gonna say our our final we were gonna go to uh, the guy who never gets a game wrong Tory White for the uh, deciding vote on that but uh, he, we'll he, we'll see he is not texting me back oh, before the podcast what's, what's so. that guy doing. Um, who knows yeah so we'll see where we go there i think we're probably gonna go pittsburgh just because you know we've been wrong the last two weeks so let's flip the script and just go for it it's one point that one's not gonna make or break us but that's where we are so uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun it's gonna be funsies again Um, we just have to beat one one person yeah so it's all we got to do. We just need somebody to put a lot of points on the Giants and Washington winning again, and we'll be we'll be in good shape this week. Yeah. So, pretty outrageous some of the points that were put on some of these bad teams last last week. Yeah. Um. All right. So again, that's for us to win a friggin' eleven hundred dollars. So go us. Go us. Go us. Go us. Us. Go all right, us. Um, so DraftKings, we're 0 2 so far in DraftKings. Week one, we had injuries. Week two, uh, we lost by like 13 ish. We just kind of had like one bad pick. So here's who I got this week, Drew. You you let me know what you think here. Okay. Uh, going a little bit off the grid here, quarterback. Way down the way down the board, fifty eight hundred dollars. He's he's not ranked high at all. But going with Danny Dimes. Uh, oh jeez. At home against Atlanta, I think that the rush the, yards, the yeah exactly the rush yards and like I think that they're actually like I think he's gonna have stats like even though like they suck and like he might throw like three picks, okay like I don't know I, that's what I and he's he's scored uh, in in DraftKings points he's had twenty nine twenty two point four points and twenty nine point five points so I don't know I'll just go with that. Um. Then I'm going for the stud nine nine thousand, the most expensive player. CMC, Carolina at Houston. It's a Thursday night. I typically hate Thursday night games, but Houston's banged up. I think I think CMC comes in and has a nice day. Okay. Um, I'm with it so far. Sixty two hundred dollars. My other running back, Miles Sanders, uh, Philly at Dallas. I think that again. I think that's a high scoring game. 
Mon- Monday night, I just feel like he's going to get touches and score a touchdown. <sighs> okay. Keep going. Uh, Keep going. Wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to go $6,600. Keenan Allen is my number one. Okay. I, again, I think the Chargers are going to have to really move the ball and score to, to keep up with the Chiefs, and I think they will. So that's why I'm going going Keenan Allen. Okay. Um, wide receiver number two, uh, your boy, Devonta Smith. Okay. Philly at Dallas. Again, I just think that Dallas is going to score a ton of points, and Philly's going to have to do everything they can to keep up. And mm-hmm. Devontae Smith has had two good weeks to start his career here, so I think he has a third good week. Okay. Um, wide receiver number three, uh, I go in Marvin Jones, 4,900. Yeah. Good call. Um, good value. Good value. Yeah. And so he's had five catches in week one and a touchdown, six catches in week two and a touchdown Yep, against Arizona. And Arizona is probably going to score a bunch of points. And I kind of think Jacksonville's going to keep pace. So like, again, Trevor Lawrence has not been out there sucking. So I, I think that like he's going to have an opportunity for a lot of targets and a lot of catches. Okay. Um, going way off the grid here. This is just a gut feel on my part. Pittsburgh Steelers tight end rookie, $3,000. Extremely cheap. Pat Fryermuth. I think he scores at least one touchdown, possibly two against Cincinnati. Hmm. I I, have, I just have a gut feel that, that Big Ben's going to use the tight end this game. And we have Eric Ebron as well, but Fryermuth is like, you know, I, I don't know. I think he's just going to score some, some TDs here. Um, uh, and then a little creative play here, but I really like this play. Um, for $5,800, this rookie Baltimore running back, Tyson Williams against Tyson Detroit. Williams. Yeah, it's been good. $5,800, yeah, he's been pretty good. And I think that, to your point, I think Baltimore does get the running game going against Detroit, if nothing else. Um, and so I, I just think that he has close to 100 yards and a touchdown. So Gotcha. Um, Went, went with him and my flex. And then, um, again, with, with Houston having their backup uh, quarterback, went with the Panthers D for 3,300. They were like middle of the pack on defense, maybe, maybe like six, six or seventh down, which I was pleasantly surprised with. So yeah. um, I'm like, okay, on, on a Thursday night against a rookie third-round quarterback who's kind of getting thrown into the fire, let's take the Panthers D. So um again we're gonna do a five dollar head-to-head see see how it spits out but that's that's kind of my my thoughts there any anything you want to tweak i kind of think goddard has a big week against dallas but then you're playing three eagles um yeah i mean i'd have to take out like smith i was what i was gonna say like i i i i'd almost put in Sanders concerns me just because the I think the offensive line's a little bit nicked up there. Um, okay, so I, 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 yeah, I guess it's fine. I mean, I just all I, right on the fly. Let's throw God. But you know, but uh, but all I'm saying is if you if you uh, if you feel really good about this Pittsburgh tight end, then let's roll it. It's just it's just a gut. Let's do thing. it then. You know what? I mean, what's I last week? My gut was Noah Font, and that didn't work out too well for us. So let's go with your gut this week. No, he week. got a touchdown. I, I was being sarcastic. Um, oh. <laughs> no, but let's go. If you think this guy's gonna get a couple tutties, let's let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Sweet. 
All right. Well, let's let's so you're okay with Miles Sanders and Devontae Smith both being in the lineup. Yeah, I think that that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Three three Eagles would be a little much, but I mean, I can I can deal with the two. Sweet. All right. That's how we're rolling. We'll see how we do. Rolling, 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 rolling. What? what? Okay. The next fa- everyone's favorite sport. Are you gonna play? Are you gonna play the engine roaring in the background? Nah, nah. You you seem you seem to. Uh... To not like that, so we're not going to do it. The NASCAR pit stop. Here we go. So I told Drew I need more than a minute here, but I'll, I'll keep it quick. Um, let me get my notes here. <laughs> Man, think, well, that's your that's your style, keeping it quick. I mean, uh, pretty much I do what I can. Um, so, okay. Last week was Bristol. Uh, really good racing action, especially towards the end. Um, towards the end, there was a battle for the lead where Harvick, um, basically just got like really close and side bumped, uh, Chase Elliott, the number nine car who drew, he had a really sick black and orange Hooters paint scheme. Um, and he cut down Chase Elliott's tire and gave him a flat tire and Chase Elliott was pissed. So he went and got new tires and he came back and then he side bumped Harvick when Harvick was in the lead. But because Elliott now had new tires, he was pa- actually passing Harvick. So he he bumped him, which pissed off Harvick. And then he got in front of him and basically just, like, more or less blocked him the whole rest of the race, which allowed Kyle Larson to come from, like, several seconds behind and overtake Kevin Harvick and win the race. And Carl, Kyle Larson was our pick, so we, we had that uh, correct. So that was, like, our 11th or 12th win. But there was okay. a du- there was a dust up after the race. Like Kevin Harvick got was pushing and shoving uh, Chase Elliott. They were pushing and shoving each other. They were in each other's face, yelling at each other. You know, it, it lasted for like at least a half hour after the race of them like yelling at each other. And then they went they went into like a private like uh, area where no one could see, so they could keep yelling at each other. And uh, Chase Elliott was like, "This is BS. Like this guy always cuts down people's tires, and he just gets away with it. And I'm sick of him bullying everyone. This is, like, I, and I had to stand up for myself. This is nonsense." And Harvick was like, "Oh, this young kid had a temper tantrum. This and this." Meanwhile, Elliott is the most popular driver in NASCAR and the reigning champion. So like, the fans were openly cheering Elliott, like calling him out, and like like in the post because when they give interviews post race, they blasted through the pa system through the whole stadium so like the fans were cheering like elliot like blasting harvick and they were booing harvick because harvick at this point's like 45 years old he's always been just like a curmudgeon and like a weirdo and like i've always hated harvick so like the fans were booing him and i was just like fist pumping the fans for hating on harvick it was it was fun um so as that battle was going on, there was there was a few guys that were battling to stay in the playoffs because uh, this was like the cutoff to go from the round of 16 to the round of 12. Okay. So we had to say goodbye to Eric Amarola, Ty Reddick, Kurt Busch, and Mike McDowell, who are eliminated from the playoffs. So this week we are in Las Vegas, uh, which is a one-and-a-half-mile track with like medium to steep banking. Um, again, we're in the round of 12, uh, and each round is three races. Kyle Larson won here back in March earlier this season. So our picks are Larson at plus 325, Chase Elliott at plus 800, William Byron at plus 1200, Keselowski at plus 1400, 
Kyle Busch is from here, plus 650, so he's he's the bonus pick. But um, the one-and-a-half-mile tra tracks tend to be not as dramatic, but we'll, we'll see how this one plays out. So that's NASCAR this week. Love it, man. God, you're so good. You make me want to watch NASCAR. Like, like I, I won't actually watch it, but you kind of make me want to watch it. Dude, uh, with, like the pushing and shoving and like like – yeah, Elliot may have thrown a little temper tantrum, but like you're just—it's like the typical road rage thing where you're like rooting for the guy, like yeah, screw that guy, like he totally cut. And Elliot was going for the win, like and Harvick just comes up and like slices his tire out. It's just like asshole. So, yeah, it was fun. I love fun. Yeah, I know you do, Anthony. Um, okay, so now everyone's real favorite portion of the podcast yes yeah parlay yes. parlay 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 um the chanticleers let us down last week i'm sorry really did really did broke my heart i know so like i was looking at them this week they're minus 36 against umass uh, I, i'm just staying away i'm sorry boys we love you still but you let us down last week drew Told me to stay away from the NFL so I don't ruin our perfect <laughs> record there. We're picking 100% winners. Um, so I'm actually – I'm going to pick Oregon, number three, minus 28.5 at home versus Arizona. And, like, Oregon's a little bit of a juggernaut this year. They're kind of back to being, like, the old Oregon. And, like, guys, last week, friggin' Arizona lost to – I don't know who this is, but they lost to Northern Arizona, twenty-one to nineteen. Yikes! Uh, Yikes! So, Yikesies! And Oregon so far has beat Fresno State, Ohio State, and then Stony Brook by forty-one. So we're going Oregon Ducks tw minus twenty-eight and a half. I think they win more, like fifty nothing. Like they might, they might double that point spread. So that's at ten thirty on ESPN on Saturday night. So. We will be watching the fight at that. Well, wait, will the fight be over? The fight? <laughs> we didn't. We didn't even say what the. Did we even say what the what time the fight was going to be. We we, that, no, we, no, we did not say what time. What we a bunch excited. of clowns! Oh my god, what a clown! Referencing that back. Uh, god, what a so embarrassing. Uh, the fight's on the zone. It's in the UK, like we said. So the main card is going to start at three o'clock. So I imagine that the Usyk Joshua fight probably like starts around five. I was gonna say five, five but yeah, yeah, five six. So, so yeah, it'll be it'll be over before like seven thirty. Okay, so Oregon, ten thirty. So we'll we'll watch we'll watch the fight and then we'll we'll see how Oregon does this game. Uh, who you got on the parlay? In honor of the man, the myth, and the two minute legend probably less than that i'm rolling the raiders baby what are we the spread's actually lower now than what it was it, what it is in ours so i think it's what four and a half yeah this site says four might be four and a half yeah so um so you're taking the raiders at at that whatever it is four four and a half yeah that's four four o'clock game on sunday okay sweet yep there it is all right, well, let's polish off beer one, if you still got any. Smoke them if you got them. And let's get ready for two brew salute number dos. Dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. What song was that? 
I don't know. Can we? Uno sos trade quadra. Oh, that was a uh, no. Give it to me. Give me, baby. baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. Who did we say that was? Uh, pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah, the band though. Offspring. Uh, the offspring. I said I was gonna say, is that offspring? Offspring. All right. Three, two, one. Um, I wanted to keep it light, quite honestly, because we were recording a little bit late, and I just want to be functional in the morning. Um, so I still have a couple of these land sharks that from when you visited. So I'm having a God. land shark. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, what you got? Just keeping the tears, keeping my tears and my senses together for There's what's about a to happen. Tear in my bear. And I'm yeah. crying for you, dear. Yep, 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 yep. You've been on my lonely mind. Uh, I've yet to be able to find this these 12 packs of Toppling Goliath. It's really heartbreaking. Oh, that sucks. Um, all right, well, so first order of business and beer number two. I'll picture me with you. Well, since you've been gone. Come on, J.O., get into it. I can't breathe for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to you. What I want. Oh, my God. We should totally form an acapella group. We are awesome. Ah, oh, we're so good. So good. And we could call it Beer Perfect. You ruined it. Now you ruined it. But you know what, though? I made it better. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but you ruined it. Um, I saw the sign when I opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Uh, and... I know you started singing out loud when this happened. Oh, look. It's impossible. Moving my head like, yeah. Moving my hips like, yeah. It's impossible for me to not sing Miley Cyrus. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, God. She's great. If that's wrong, I don't want to be right. I know what the next Photoshop's going to be on Twitter. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be I so... came in like a wrecking ball, baby. Oh, anyway, oh god, it's perfect. Yes, twelve. Finally, can't Drew believe made it. Made me watch it. Oh my, made should be thanking me. Thank you. Um, so, um, I guess I'll just give my rundown of my thoughts on it. Um, when it first started out with all the judges banter, I was like. Oh sweet! It's gonna be like a more upbeat, like fun, like comedy of like a competition mockumentary where like the judges like weird commentary steals the show. Just like for anybody who saw that Hugh Grant, I think wait Hugh Grant for that that movie called Best in Show back in the day. Um, I was like, oh, it's gonna be like a cool version of that. <sighs> but the then, worst. but then it wasn't necessarily that. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, let me just, like, recalibrate my brain here while it moves forward. So, um, overall, I thought it was fine. Like, I didn't love it, didn't hate it. Um, 
you know, I thought the plot was good enough. I thought it moved enough to basically deliver what the movie was all about, which was for people who like acapella and like to just like have fun, upbeat singing and like basically the audible, like the pleasure of listening to that, like audible goodness is what you're in it for. You you think they made that movie for people that like acapella? Uh, yeah. Okay. Why is that? Are you making fun of me or? I I mean I don't think I don't think that was their target. I think they were just looking for like a fun like musical romp uh, to to bounce off a of Glee uh, and what was going on there. But go ahead, keep going. This is so this that is, wasn't your time. so the whole thing was an acapella tournament. And it wasn't for people who like acapella. I think no, I think it, I, I don't think that was their target uh, audience. Really, I don't think so, man. But go ahead, keep going. I mean, is, is Mike is Mike Telly a, fa- a fan of acapella? I think so. Yeah, that actually wouldn't shock me. I could tell. Could you could you totally see him being like the I mean, Mark? Everybody's a fan of acapella. Though, I was gonna but... say I could totally see him being like the Mark Wahlberg character from the other guys. Like he does these things to make fun of people, but he secretly just does them because he loves them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you you learned to dance like that ironically? <laughs> Keep going. Um. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah. So I thought I thought I thought the plot was was you know look it's not going to win any awards for its plot but I thought it was enough to carry the whole like upbeat acapella fun part of it which is what everyone showed up for um anna kendrick did did a fine job i didn't have any qualms with her but like i just didn't find her casting as and her portrayal as like an alt girl as like any kind of believable like they they and i know you kind of debated whether or not that was their goal but i was like well they kind of like said like oh you're not an alt girl or something like that Okay. Um, and I was just kind of like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is like, and like, she's clearly older than like college age. I don't know. It was like a little bit strange, but you know, again, it was fine. Um, I, I did not really enjoy any of the male characters. Oh, shame on you. Shame on you. Like which ones? I didn't like. I I I liked Skylar Austin, like who plays Jesse. Like I I forget who he dates in real the, life. The announcer was funny. Um, yeah, well, that guy's awesome. Um, yeah. uh, who he's like he's like a he's like the the classic like oh John John Higgins that's who that is. Uh, he's just the classic like side character in all these comedies. I thought Skylar Austin that played Jesse, so Anna Kendrick's love interest. Like I I I thought he was like funny. They he was a good singing voice. I thought they, he, uh, he couldn't act his way out of a wet paper bag. Uh, I don't know. Well, they they casted him because. Uh, they that he reminded um, the producers, the cast and the casting directors of John Cusack, which is like what they were looking for. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I I I liked his stuff. Really? There. I, yeah. I listen. I liked it. I thought I thought it was so funny how he was just like so confident, like uh, like hit, like when he's doing the riff off and he just keeps pointing at her. I I, I dug it. Maybe maybe because that's how like I am. Like I just go for the kill, you know. When I uh, John Cusack. Yeah. Hey, listen. Like he's a hunter, man. You do what you gotta do. Uh, ben Platt, who plays Benji, so his roommate that the you know the they make out to be the big nerd with the magician, who actually is a really good singer that doesn't get in because he's like a weirdo. Uh, I thought he's hilarious. I love that guy. Uh, I, I yeah, think all... it felt forced to me. <sighs> you just you suck. Um, and like I, I and I like Bumper. Um, Adam Devine. I like I. 
it's it's not believable that well i guess it is like it's funny like these guys think they're the king of campus because they're in an acapella group but like they're really not like i love benji's benji when they're walking in the quad and he's like yeah you know like if it's not athletes or this that and like actual cool people then we're you know acapella is where it's at <laughs> i was like oh, yeah so. he, his, his character is a little overcooked for me uh you're overcooked you're overcooked jo overcooking my grits Ugh, i loved him but go ahead keep going keep going um I, Rebel Wilson was probably my favorite. Um, fat Amy. Yeah. Uh, I have a in my when I go you call through my, yourself Fat Amy. <laughs> yeah. So twig bitches like you don't do it behind my back. Uh, I, <laughs> I I got I, some. I honestly couldn't tell what she said there because of like because of the, her accent. She though. sounds like she's from London. But she's for she's Tasmania. She's she's Australian. She's from Tasmania. Tasmania. Okay. Or at least the character was. I don't actually know if Rebel Wilson is. I got, I got a fun fact about the Fat Amy name, too, once I go through my uh, my my 21 fun facts of Pitch Perfect. My two favorite parts were Baloney Barb, which I was just <laughs> shocked and jaw-dropped that that, like, <coughs> that made like, a movie. That made the movie. Yeah, I'm like, that's like such like Animal House, like slapstick, like crude humor that I'm like, I, I, I'm impressed that this made it in the movie. That, 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 like, I... I I am. I don't even know if I laughed because I was just like, oh, I was like, they actually put that in. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, and uh, you guys just didn't pick me because my boobs look like baloney. And honest, oddly enough, I was not looking at her chest until she said that, and uh, I was just I'm like, sure, I'm sure you weren't. And I was just like, when when and maybe that was part of the shock of it when she like perked, like grabbed him, and I was like, what? What? Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> I'm just gonna randomly play clips here as we're going through this. Keep going. Um. Yeah, cause I'm the one that interrupts you. Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. Fine. Yeah, that's um, fine. And then when Amy got hit with the burrito, <laughs> man and, down. <laughs> and at first I was like, oh, okay, like oh, throwing feud, throwing food humor, well, yay! But then she was the the way Rebel Wilson played that was just so, I've I've been shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like no stop i don't need mouth to mouth <laughs> and it's like the the not so closet lesbian was just trying to give her mouth to mouth yeah oh <laughs> uh, so that that those were my two favorite parts um overall like i said i i didn't love it or hate it um it was fine uh, it was enjoyable like the singing was good and, and you know it was it was fine um i i will say of note my wife had to leave the room while I was watching it because she said it was just like painful to watch me watch this show and like basically have like no reaction to like all the good parts and she's Tough. just look she's just looking at me like this is this is sad to watch like this is painful I I can't I can't be in this room while you watch this movie and she um, she had she had to leave the room it's unfortunate it's oh, great though. <laughs> Oh, Murtaugh, Murtaugh, Murtaugh. Um, I, I mean, I love, I love the whole movie. I think uh, it's. I, I, re- I rewatched it uh, after we recorded last week. Uh, the next day, um, I can't even pick. I can't. It's so hard to pick a favorite scene because they're all so good. Uh, I love the riff off where they're just going at like the different songs, and then uh, Kendra just pulls out the uh, no diggity. You gotta bang it, bang it up. That was that was awesome. Uh, 
I, yeah, she's so funny. I love the the burrito scenes, like great. And then she forgets to put the gas in, and then she's like, "I can call, I can call a bumper and the tone, uh, the tone or the uh, <laughs> the troublemakers." Why do you have bumper's phone number? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should kiss right now. What do you What do you think? Do you think that's a good idea? Well, sometimes I want to do crystal meth, and I think that's a good idea. But then I think no. Uh, yeah, she's great in it. Um, I like Brittany Snow. I think she's. I love the uh, the nodes when she's uh, got. She's got to get the surgery for the nodes, and Brittany then it gives Snow. Oh, Brittany Snow. Good. Yeah, she's and then it, that that gives her the base <laughs> the base that, that the women's group needed to contend. Yeah. Um, uh, Banks, Banks, and uh, and John, whatever the hell I said his last name Higgins. is, they're they're great. In it. I mean, they're back and forth. He's such a he's so over the top a misogynist, and, and she like just points it out, and he's all about it. I, I think they're absolutely hilarious. Well, you are that whole quite thing. the misogynist, John. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> At the end, when the when the bell is singing their their thing, she's like playing the air guitar with his leg. Uh, that's like really cool. They they shot all their scenes in less than a day, and they were out of there. So um, that's a fun yeah, a fun I little mean, fact. Sure. Uh, I I just yeah I liked it all. I think it's fun. I think the singing stuff is pretty cool. Um, and that that this is the movie that I finally understood what all the all the the buzz was about Anna Kendrick because before that I didn't get it because I'd only ever seen her in Twilight and uh, I can't I can't wait till you have to watch the Twilights. That's gonna be great. Um, I'm pretty sure I watched the first one. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Pretty sure. Uh, yeah. So like the Twilights, and then um, she was in that movie with Clooney. I think Up in the Air that she got nominated for an Academy Award for. I don't think she won, but those were the only things I even saw her in, so I didn't understand or get it. And then I watched this and was like, oh, oh I get it now. So uh, loved her. Uh, what do you? Let's. What do you think? Uh, this. How do you think this did on Rotten Tomatoes? What do you think the critics gave it? Um. I think you already told me this. It was in the eighties or something. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, 80... my, I mean, my rating was close to that. I, 80... I gave, I, I went, I gave it the two brew, uh, the two brew rating system. Uh, oh, did you? I did. What was the number? Would you, would you go through your categories? What'd you do? Acting, I gave it one point seven five because I thought some of them were good and some of them were crappy. Okay. Um, writing, I gave it a two. Plot, I gave it a two. Feel slash genre, I gave it a two and a half, and rewatchability, I gave it a one point seven five because I think other people would like to rewatch it, but not so much me. Not so it, I, it came out to a ten, which was uh, oh I'm sorry, I can't, so I, I actually had it like sixty six percent, ten out of fifteen. So okay, I say it did it did better than uh, Sweet Girl and uh, <laughs> and Beckett. Yeah, it was definitely better than Sweet Girl and Beckett. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it was it actually like accomplished the genre that it was trying to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, I dig it. So yeah, and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes was eighty three percent. So so pretty solid scores here. Uh, yeah, so that's it. I that's what I expected. I was below the the norm audience, but I didn't. I was I didn't trash or anything. It was fine. I mean, whatever. Sisters before misters. I, I, I get I get it. Why it would it, people like it? Yeah. Uh, here's some fun facts about it. Um, uh, the scene where Bumper throws the burrito at Amy. Uh, what the hell kind of name is Bumper, by the way? Like, <laughs> I just think was it wasn't the the rabbit's name in Bambi Thumper? Yeah. Or or was that Bambi or was that was that Snow White? No, it was Thumper was the rabbit. Yes. In what though? In Bambi. 
Yeah. So like there's no rabbit. There, there's no rabbit in Snow White. Uh, there's there, dwarfs. There, there is, but maybe they don't have. Maybe yeah. I, well, animals. I think there's probably animals in the in the forest, but yeah, there's no like. Yeah, no. Um, so a, fun, a funny, funny thing. Adam Devine actually nailed a cameraman in the face with the burrito because like they were trying to figure out how to shoot it, and the cameraman was just like, "Well, just throw it. Act like you're throwing it towards me." And we'll get a good shot. And didn't realize like Divine had really good aim, and so Adam Divine literally just caught him square in the face with that burrito. Um, Anna Kendrick's actually singing uh, live on stage. Every time she sings, she's actually singing like in those shots. Okay. So that's a that's a fun one. Um, As opposed to what, like in the studio, and like all the yeah, on. like everybody else is just doing kind of doing voiceovers. Like they'll record, they'll play it back, and they're just kind of lip syncing it. But. Uh, Anytime she's singing alone, she's like actually on on set singing, like actually doing the singing. Um, they had they had the cast do a month long boot camp for for singing. Um, really? Yeah. They oh Amy. I like a- I like her in Trolls. With, I've, with, J, with JT. I mean, I listen to the "Can't Stop the Feeling" like every day, but I've never actually seen the movie. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. I need to. It, it upsets me. Uh, Fat Amy is actually based off Amy Poehler. Do you know Amy Poehler? She was from Parks and Rec. Her and Tina um, Fey are like in all those. They they were yeah, big on yeah, SNL yeah. together. They uh they were actually trying to cast her for the um Elizabeth Banks character as the judge, uh, but she was pregnant at the time, and she's really good friends uh with one of the producers or somebody that was involved with the movie. And she would call her fat. She'd call herself Fat Amy as a joke, and that's how. That's why they ended up uh, naming Rebels character Fat Amy as like paying homage to Amy uh, Poehler. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, every cast member had to successfully sing a song for their audition, so that's that's pretty pretty wild. That, that's how we got on this podcast. That's right. The uh, the scene where all the all the uh, <laughs> the troublemakers are in that hot tub together, which isn't weird at all there's actually a porn apparently a porn porn video playing in the background if you go back and watch it really yeah um i'm not going i had to rent it uh, so no, i'm not i'm not gonna go <laughs> why did you why did you do that i literally told you i have it free in my voodoo account and i've given oh, really? you that i've given you that login and the path so you even listen to what i say on this podcast i told you on the podcast i've told you offline i, yeah. go, in and, I go in and out uh god that's that was such a waste of money I, I had it for free in my database, uh, and a myth—a myth that's uh, a fact that was said in the movie that you thought was interesting, which is kind of true but kind of not. Uh, Vader does mean father, but it means father in Dutch, not German. Yeah, I—I—I I, I was very annoyed that I learned that from Pitch Perfect, but I was like, here we are. I—I—I I, I feel violated now. <laughs> Why didn't I learn this from, like, Casey Shea or somebody? Oh, you guessed the greatest movie twist of all time. Uh, Vader means father in German. Literally, the title is in the name. Yeah. So, uh, I love it. I, 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 I didn't I didn't give it... Let me... Here, I'm going to do it on the fly. Give me give me our ratings. I'm going to... Acting. Hold on. I got to pull up my calculator. Where's my calculator here? My trusty calculator, Jordan. Acting. Uh... I'm gonna say two. Writing. Uh, I'm gonna say two. Plot. I'm gonna say two and a half. What a plot that was. Genre. <sighs> What's its genre? 
musical well, like, just, or just like the feel of it like how like did did they go like accomplish what they were trying to get two at and a half uh rewatchability 3.5 <laughs> we're only at a three <laughs> keep going that's it 12 and a half boom there there it is boom so if you really went out it would be 12 then i had a 10 so yeah right up there uh Good stuff, man. We'll uh, we'll have to figure out what we're doing next week. Um, we'll see what's new. I I do wanna I do wanna watch. God, there's just no time. I wanna watch this clickbait thing that everybody's talking about with Vinny Chase from Entourage, also known as Adrian Grenier. In real yeah, life. I wanna watch that too. Maybe maybe we'll do it. We'll see. Maybe we'll, we'll watch that. I mean, the Usyk fight will be over. We can. I mean, we got. We both have nothing to do Saturday night now. Other than monitor the Arizona game. Uh Oh yeah, that Arizona and Oregon. Yeah, I mean, sure, there's that, but you could do that on your phone for God's sakes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So uh, to bring it on home, Walking Dead season little bit, eleven, a little bit better. Episode five. I, I dug the episode. Yeah, it was. It it helped. It, I thought it got it back on track. The plot the, moved. It's um, better. It's much better when they tell all three stories in, in an episode. They have all three plot lines moving together, which we talked about in our preview that we were hoping that that would be what they did throughout. And as they've moved away from that, it's been slower and not as, um, I guess enjoyable is not the right word, but it's just been you stagnant. Know, stagnant. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're going, again, to your point last year, or last episode, last week, where, you know, we have to have, like, our 17th, like, you know, cult in uh, in, in, in Virginia uh, in this show. <laughs> like, that might be a little bit more bearable if it was going on while we had, like, the Commonwealth thing going on, and then what's going on back in Alexandria, uh, instead of its own standalone episode. But uh, Which you pointed out how ridiculous it was that Aaron was having uh, a nightmare of all of the all of the evil cults at once, where like, <coughs> like, yeah. yeah, look at all all the ridiculous evil people who somehow never intersected paths of fifty miles from each other. When bro, when 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 the episode started and the guy with the W on his forehead showed up, I'm like, I'm out. If they're bringing the wolves back now too, this is ridiculous. I was like, this is so absurd. And then a whisper, I was like, oh oh, he's dreaming, and these are just all the bad guys. And then I literally chuckled to myself. I was like. Here's Jo's point about like the 15 different groups we've had. Yeah, all within like a 10 mile radius. It's so stupid. Yeah, but none of these bad guys, none of the bad guys have ever run into each other. Yeah, that's that's my like it's uh, <laughs> like the whisper the, the whispers never. Uh, well, that that was the time jump, but like you know nobody else ever ran into the saviors the whole time they were there. Yeah, so. the whispers never ran into the saviors or the wolves or whatever. Um, yeah. So, but not to take away from this episode was good. Um everything like i told you i could watch an entire series about a community in the zombie apocalypse struggling with resources and rebuilding walls and trying to plant crops and trying to do irrigation and everything that like aaron and and um carol and and them were doing like that stuff fat like day-to-day life in the zombie apocalypse just fascinates me and like I, I could do that type of stuff all day, but like, um, that was just a portion of the episode, and then they came across like 
remnants of the Whisperers, and they had that whole conflict, which, dude, that was friggin' intense. Like, the Aaron, like, letting that dude get bit as part of, like, a torture technique to get yeah, information right? out of him, like, I was like, that's pretty dark. Like, for, like, a good guy like Aaron... I'm like that was that was intense and like now he's like all right chop it off and I'm just like lord yeah like and and I also thought Melissa McBride was just so awesome in this in this scene because she put down the walker and was like dude this has to stop and so many times in this show they give these people dialogue that is kind of like not realistic it's like like, how many times has Daryl, like, grunted, like, kind of, like, veiled dialogue or, like, kind of, like, speaks in, like, metaphors? And it's like, dude, people don't speak in metaphors. Like, and she, <laughs> and she just, like, flat out tells him, like, you're going down a path. I did the same thing, and it haunts you. Don't do it. Like, you have to keep your, like, you have to save, like, part of yourself. And she just tells him in very plain language and i and that could be tricky because that could come across as corny but she knocked it out of the park she yeah. was so good with that like she... again she just and i don't know it's it's part her talent and part her being on the show from the beginning and just having that 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 experience to draw on it was so good, and like it, it truly, like, it truly will be a crime that she will have never won, won or, an even, Emmy or even, or been even been nominated. even been nominated. Uh, she's so brilliant, man. Absolutely brilliant, and and again, I I like that they actually went there and like had somebody use a zombie as a torture technique and actually had them bite them, like yeah. not just like fake, <laughs> not just like faked it, like. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was fun. Uh, that was really good. Um, the whole Negan and I, we are just waiting for Negan and Maggie to have sex. Like it's, we thought it was coming. Like they were fighting each other. They got in each other's face. There was that moment of pause where they looked like they were about to make out. And then all of a sudden Gabriel just like pops in. It's like, I, I think, I think they wanted you to think that like, Oh, they're about to kill each other. But like the two of them are both just so good looking that it's just like, they're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> And then yeah. Gabriel pops in. It's like, oh, hey, hey, guys. It's uh, like, uh, didn't you bleed out from getting your jugular friggin' stabbed? I guess not. Yeah. Um, so, that, that, like, again, just their hacked up in, in shambles group is she, Maggie still just insists that they move forward here. Don't understand that, but whatever. Um, and then the other plot was, which was just crazy was the uh the commonwealth and all i i thought all that was very well done too like yeah like like the the um the video which even though it should have been shot in 2010 looked like it was shot in 1990 yeah uh, <laughs> uh so that was uh that was interesting um I, I i was baffled that they had like pies and like ice cream and stuff and i was like How's this even possible? That, that like, they're making stuff? Yeah, that they have the resources to, like, friggin' make pies and, like, ice cream, like, on the reg. Like, that... <laughs> on the reg. Like, there's a store just filled with cupcakes. Yeah. I was like, what? And they're like, maybe, maybe they're purely decorative, and it's all a scheme. Like like North Korea. 
Yeah. Although that cake that he dropped, her brother dropped. Uh, I was kind of surprised she found the brother like right away. I thought that was going to be like a, a four episode journey of her trying to find this brother. Well, once they let them in, I mean, and again, that's why. I, I mean, we don't know. We don't. We don't know how big the Commonwealth is. It could be all over the place. Who knows where that guy? They could. Have, could be like the Saviors. They could have satellites all over the place. Yeah, and I'm sure they do. But for the purposes of moving the plot along, they were yeah. talking about. They were talking. The brother said they talked about what, how many blocks that the city was or whatever that was locked down. Yeah, it's true. So, Good point. um. No, I, and that's why I appreciated it because this episode moved the plot. They didn't friggin' pussyfoot around. Yeah, and like, and I was like, ah, I just, I don't know, I enjoyed it. Like, move the plot. Like, you can move the plot and build your characters. You don't have to like just stagnate. So, and then the two other, the two other scenes we saw was these uh, loser guys picking on Shane's Shane's daughter Judith, which I wish she would have just cut that guy's th- that kid's throat for being a jerk. Um, <laughs> Because Judas is so badass, and those kids are a bunch of losers. Um, and then it ends with the Whisperer was trying to he was trying to prove, <coughs> excuse me, that they've uh, they've changed, and apparently they found Connie, and Connie is it's now confirmed that Connie's alive, even though we saw her at the end of last season and like an end of credits, like all covered in dust and dirt. Um, they've confirmed that they saw her like walking around, and she's she's out there. Yeah, and apparently there's a teaser out there that like she's somehow with the guy on like what's his name Virgil. Virgil, that was, oh, that God, was on the boat with with Michonne, with Michonne, who like locked her up in jail on the that island. Yeah, so um, interesting to see. That's how... a little that that's a little annoying to me that they just like. Yeah, I agree. Again, they... we talked. I think I had said would it would have been interesting to me like if when they were out there looking for resources, like they had found. Like, they had found her bag, and that had led them to, like, Hilltop, and, like, they had found that she, like, she, like, was in the basement there, like, trying to protect herself from, like, a horde or something. You know what I mean? Just, like, we don't need, we don't need, like, a five, you know, for the next four episodes, them out there looking for her. Like, I thought that, I just figured that, I think that could have been done a little quicker than it's going to be. We'll see how they do it. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm well, more all, all, that they... already that she's connected with this Virgil guy somehow, I'm like, Yeah, okay, that, that part's annoying, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it'd been cool if they would have connected her with Heath. Heath was back. Oh, no, he, Heath, Heath is going to be like the leader of the Commonwealth. (laughs) I can't wait. He's going to be married to the lady who's running the the CRM or something. Oh God, that'd be so, so uh, tremendous. Maybe him and Jadis have like a couple, couple of kids. Ooh, couple, couple Heath trash babies. Can you imagine? Yeah, that'd be great. What's her name? Pollyanna something. Oh, I don't know. Pollyanna McIntosh is the actress. Gorgeous is what what I call her. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think that I think that about covers it. Did we get to it all? I think we did. I think we did. Um. Beautiful. beautiful. Well, Jordan, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, Joshua. Huh, at least we got the title this Anthony. week. That's going to be pretty easy. The Two Beers Pod is coming for, for you, you all. <laughs> Everyone, uh, get the zone if you don't have it yet. Enjoy the fight. Big heavyweight fight. We got, and we're about to rattle off a bunch of fights. We started out the year hot. The summer let us down. Piss poor execution on getting these fights done. And now, here in the fall and the winter, we're going to have them again. If only, if only all these other promotions would be like Triller and have their shit together. Exactly. All right, Drew. 
as per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out. Everybody's cordial right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talking about anything that makes you get loud.